fresh off the local roller rinks. A kid who maybe figures she's tired of the cows and chickens or an assembly line or slinging hash. A kid who comes around when the roller derby hits her town and asks one of the coaches for a tryout and gets signed up with the New York team. A kid like that, like Gene Porter, worries a lot about the rails because they're not only a natural hazard, but because the old timers like to rough the rookies up a little. Put a little fear in them, keeping from competing for the newspaper headlines and the extra dough that goes with being a roller derby star. See what I mean? And as you lie there kind of groggy, you hear a voice, a special voice, and it's saying your name. It's saying, go after her. You go get her. So you're up somehow. And you go after Tuppy. Let her worry about the rails now. And she goes down, hard, and the whistle blows. It's the end of the period. The men take over. The game goes on. I know there's a roller derby here in Montreal. Like, what, what is that yep. about? Like, it, it, from the outside, it just looks like a lot of uh, women who are just basically skating around a rink beating the crap out of each other well i know it looks kind of confusing but i mean it's sort of not well also men play roller derby too there's a whole there's men's roller derby as well but um but okay yeah so roller derby (laughs) um short version there was a revival in like 2001 in austin and seattle somehow at the same time anyway there's whole documentaries about it i get complicated but i won't anyway so roller derby now (laughs) it still looks i know it still looks crazy um basically you're trying to get well (laughs) you know i've tried to explain this a lot of times and i'm still not any good at it there's (laughs) two teams and you each have five players on the track at the same time and um well, optimally, assuming nobody's in the penalty box. So anyway, the jammer is the one with the star on the helmet, and you are trying to get your jammer through, and you're trying to keep the other jam the other jammer back. <laughs> so you want to get points, and at the same time, prevent the other team from getting points. So, and if you are the jammer, you just want to make it through and crush the other jammers, the other jammer's soul, and you know get points and move on with life <laughs> how, how do you get points though i mean is it if you go around oh. the the track is that how you get points well i mean you get points <laughs> yes and no you get one point for every player on the other team that you pass oh okay i see <laughs> yeah so you know you can get up to five points per pass yeah you said there are penalties so it's not like a mm-hmm. free-for-all it's not like oh, mad no. max or anything Oh, no. Well, actually, when it restarted, it was a little more like a free-for-all, like people were actually fighting and stuff. But then they realized, I mean, not not the league I was in. Um, 
this is just from like watching documentaries about it. Anyway, so yeah, when it did restart, there was more fighting, but then eventually someone realized if you're busy um, beating somebody up, you it it makes it harder for your team to get your jammer through. So, because then that's you know people busy somewhere else. Anyway, so now now there isn't really fighting. The penalties are for um, lots of things. Like, uh, you can't elbow someone. You obviously can't, you know, hit someone with their helmet on purpose. You can't trip someone or kick someone or, you know, punch someone or, you know, I wouldn't do any of that anyway. Um, if you fight in roller derby, you get, I think it's automatic ejection from the bout. I'm not sure. See, I was never very good at the rules. <laughs> but, but like, I mean, how long you were doing the roller derby for four years, though, in, in Connecticut? Yeah. Okay. Yep. And, and do they have like team captains and stuff? Do they have, is there like a oh, hierarchy? Yeah. Okay. <sighs> yeah. That's <laughs> complicated. Okay. So roller derby, as far as I know right now, there are three leagues. And so, you know, they're all independent, but they all, you know, sort of network, whatever, you know, they all sort of know each other and they all play each other and practice together and whatever. But if you want to go, well, hmm. <laughs> but then within the leagues there's there's like a you know like a travel their travel teams it really depends on how many skaters you have okay but within a league there are travel teams and there are home teams and uh you know there and the teams have team captains and you know then you get into hierarchy this week i'd like to welcome aaron cox uh aaron has experience doing broadcasting uh, roller derby, and she also was a sonar technician. Yep. That's. <laughs> <laughs> you are doing broadcasting now. You, you have this mm-hmm. really entertaining podcast called Fancy Cast Podcast. I'm glad you like it. Yes. And it's a lot like this podcast in that it, it's not one of those cookie cutter podcasts. I mean, not that I have any problem with a podcast that has a very clear clearly delineated topic it's more like daytime radio i guess your podcast where it's you know you have the same personality but you have different guests that that said i mean i i know in the last episode of um fancy cast that i listened to at least you guys you and a friend of yours uh broke down um Hercules. Hercules. (laughs) i've also heard you guys talk about uh cookbooks Oh, yep. And heavy metal. Of course. And so this is like <laughs> the, the total, the total uh, I guess, uh, wide array of topics. And, uh, and you were actually also um, discussed uh, the, the, the nearby chicken sandwich um, <laughs> oh, yeah. outlet. It's like a whole, it's like a business model focused on chicken salad sandwiches. It's like... Don't have time to go to the Legion, uh, the Legion dinner this yeah. afternoon. Oh, yeah, stop chi- off here. Yeah, chicken salad has never been on the top of my list. I'm never like, <laughs> damn, I need me some chicken salad right now. So it seems like an odd thing to focus on. I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's sort of like one of those deals where you know you have like uh, those cooking shows where they just take like I don't know a, a tub full of spam or something and they say, okay, now you're gonna make something delicious out of this. Yeah, every day she just decides, I'm going to make chicken salad and decides what kind. I, I don't know. But, you know, I could be wrong. It could be like the next cupcakes. Maybe maybe chicken salad is going to be, maybe it's the wave of the future. I shouldn't make fun of a business owner, I guess. But, yeah, it seems very 
a little too focused to me. <laughs> Behind every submarine is a command and an administrative organization especially adapted to undersea warfare, essential to the support and combat efficiency of the operating submarine. It is responsible for training and assignment of personnel, planning new installations, repairs, tests, and maintenance for logistics. A complete supply system designed to meet the specialized and diverse needs of submarines. So, like, when you were in the Navy, I mean, were you an actual... You, you enlisted in the Navy? Yeah, I was an enlisted person. Because, you know, there's there's officer and there's enlisted and there's this weird thing in between. But I was enlisted. So, anyway, yeah. So, I was a sonar technician. I was on a destroyer. Uh, there was a ship, whatever. I was in San Diego. Then for a while, we, I was in Japan. And then I got out of the Navy. <laughs> Let's see. And then I was like a federal contractor for a while. The boring kind. And then, um, I don't know. I've just moved a lot. <laughs> and then, uh, well, okay. So when I got to Connecticut, I guess we'll pick up at Roller Derby. When I got to Connecticut, there was a Roller Derby League forming. And, um, yeah, I helped form it. <laughs> and then roller derby was it sucks you in so that was sort of like almost like half of my life for like four years and then i broke myself and then i was like i should do other things and then i remember broadcasting school and then i went to broadcasting school and then a little after that we moved and i tried to get into radio and i did in minnesota well we moved to minnesota from Park Rapids, Minnesota, from KPRM AM and FM. Vacation Land Radio, KPRM 1240, Park Rapids. <laughs> the KK Radio Network. The KK Radio Network, which I, I checked out yep. the website, and it was... It was uh, set up by this this guy, um, whose whose name now I don't have in my notes. God damn it! But uh, Ed okay. Del something. Um, De La Hunt. Yeah, it's it's um. Well, it's also De La Hunt Broadcasting. Right. It's a, yeah, I mean, it's been there for fifty years. It's a it's a heritage station, which means it has the original um, you know, letters in the name. It's a family owned business. Um, they have a whole bunch of kids, and they all have a station. <laughs> it was fun to work at, and great to you know learn everything there. So yeah, it's it's, it's interesting though. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I saw if you if you go to the website, you can see like how small this station is, and I mean, uh, they've got Ed there. He's got his own show, his own morning show, and then you've got all kinds of other things. Uh, I actually was able to tune in for a while and I got to learn about, uh, you know, where to get the best furniture prices in uh, Park Rapids. Heck yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, uh, and actually, I, I went to the website and I, I went to the uh, opportunities department on the website and it says, the KK Radio Network is looking for a part-time board op to run local ball games. High school yep. age on up, will train, need to be dedicated, fast <laughs> learner, and most of all reliable. Yep. Is that the sort of thing that you did for a while? Uh, yeah, because, well, okay. 
there's actually a few radio stations up there in northern Minnesota. We were there because I'm from there. So there's actually a few stations in the area. Radio, you just got to find, like, your way in, you know? And I had my air check, and I sent it other places, and I had an interview at public radio, but they didn't want me, so whatever. Anyway, you know, like anywhere else, if you can actually just stop somewhere and see someone face-to-face, that's much better than just emailing them your resume, right? So... I went there, and also that day, the traffic girl, well, the traffic woman, traffic, well, I could explain traffic, anyway, whatever, they found (laughs) out one of their office people was going to be leaving too, so the next day, they called and said, hey, come interview, because we think we have more than just part-time hours, I would have been interested in just board operating, so, yeah, that's how I ended up starting there, it was half traffic, half on air. (laughs) Traffic, but I mean, the population of this town... Is like 2,000, isn't it? <laughs> well, well, yeah, but see, traffic for radio and, um, well, also TV, it's also, it's organizing the commercials. Oh, I think I it's see. called traffic because okay. it can be busy. So, yeah. Okay, I, I get it now. <laughs> traffic and then, yeah, traffic and Billy, and then I would do that stuff in the morning, and then I'd go downstairs and do on-air stuff, and then at night when they had football games, I was one of the board operators. So that's probably why they have that posted, because football's coming. And then it's hockey, and then it's basketball. And so when you were there, I also noticed that uh, one of the job requirements is protect stations licensed by censoring live programs and deleting words and phrases not permitted on air. Oh, yeah. Did you have, like, a bleep button that you could push? No, um, I never really had to. I'm surprised they have that on there, but... All, all radio stations are governed by the FCC, and there are lots of requirements you have to meet. And I think they got in trouble once. Like, nobody actually swore. I'd be very surprised if anybody actually swore on the radio. But somebody thought, they just, in radio, you gotta cover your ass. And also, <laughs> with Ed's talk show, there are people in the area that don't like him. And they do listen to um, try to get him in so trouble. So they, they troll Ed, basically. Kind of, yeah, you could. Like, usually the people who call during his show love him and they're listeners and they're with him 100%. But there are people who will call up and be like, you're an idiot, click. The name of the show is <laughs> Coffee Time, right? It's a, That's an yep. every morning. So you, you would have yep. you, you listened to that. And, and this building looks like it has nothing near it. It's just like in a field somewhere. Well, yeah, I mean, most stations are kind of in the middle of nowhere. To tell you the truth, because a lot of times they're right next to the transmitter towers. Okay. So, you know, a lot of them are in the middle of nowhere. Um, but it is kind of, well, whatever. I mean, people around there, you know, you look to the right, boom, there's a station. It's pretty big, but I mean, it's not big, but it's definitely noticeable because there's the two huge transmitter stations and it's next to a, it's next to a rodeo. So, wow. you know. Yeah. (laughs) So and auction house. (laughs) Wow, we got it covered. So cowboy hats. uh, You see many of them over there in that part of town. That part of the, Um, or is it more like (laughs) farmers there kind of deal? It's it's not a lot of well, it's kind of a little bit of everything. There are farms. It's not like Iowa. There's a lot of you know. No man, there's a lot of trees. <laughs> <laughs> there's some manufacturing. There's also like the potato plant outside the town. That's another thing. Um, yeah. Wow. <laughs> it's it's Minnesota. It's well time Minnesota. It's great. I mean, it's. So I I don't mean to get. I mean, okay. 
a lot of people think that radio is going to disappear. Like, either something has to be, either station has to be huge and, like, cover the land, or or it's crap. But, I mean, we do need local ra- radio for some places, because, I mean, even if all it is is weather and high school sports, somebody needs that, you know? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I would tend to agree. I mean, I was just thinking of Minnesota, because I lived in Saskatchewan for a while. I actually grew oh, yeah? up there for a bit. And uh, the Minnesota-Saskatchewan dynamic, I'm assuming, is there are some similarities there. Probably, I know it's flat and really yeah, cold in a, in in where I was, and it's probably pretty flat in Minnesota and pretty damn cold too. Yeah, I mean that's what everybody. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, not now, but in the winter, sure. Oh right, yeah. <laughs> I mean, was there fierce weather? Were you ever in that place and and you're like, oh my god, I think the tower is going to be struck or something? (laughs) No, um, when it gets cold, you have to do some extra, like, tower stuff, which, I mean, for me is, uh, transmitter towers, at least those, you have to, like, call them and (laughs) you call them on the phone and it's this little robot voice that, like, reads readings for you. So, um... There's one time one of them got cold and like turned off, but I just So you guys have robots living on top of the tower and you call them up and they tell you how <laughs> <No>. it's going? <laughs> no, it's just a robot voice that like reads the transmitter ratings to you cuz that's another thing for the FCC, you have to like you have to like monitor your power and all that stuff. But if it did get too cold, you'd have to like warm it up differently. It's, you know. <laughs> oh, so you like turn on the, the You don't have to go out there and climb up the tower though, right? That would be oh, crazy. No. You just call it. Yeah, no, people who do that get paid a lot of money. I can only imagine. <laughs> that would scare the crap out of me. Yeah, I only had to do like the first level of tower stuff, which is call them, call it and, you know, warm it up. Because three of the stations, they need like the transmitters. You got to call them and wake them up on Sundays. And I would go in on Sundays and be like the, like uh babysit the station. <laughs> Turn on the transmitter, stuff like that. So Sunday, well, this is like Sunday morning, probably cold and dark, and you're there trying to get the station yeah. up and running. Yeah. Well, three of the stations, three of the stations would go on their own, but usually. But then the other ones, yeah, I have to call them and turn them on, and yeah, and they um <laughs> very old school. Like they start on, I think on seven. Yeah, on Sunday it starts at seven, and they play the national anthem, and then boom. Then it's uh then it's radio uh identifier. If you ever wonder why radio stations are like, you're listening to blah 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 out of this thing, da 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 da. Then it's it's cause that's another FCC thing you have to have. So then they do that and then uh on Sundays it was usually church. There you go. <laughs> so you went to Ar- Orlando and was that I mean, that's so that you can uh start working at another radio station, uh, which is the the wolf. Yeah, Wolf FM. <laughs> so, like, when you're down, there, I mean, what what they got you doing? So you're you're just basically running the board there. So far, um, I saw a picture. You looked absolutely thrilled to be there at the board. <laughs> For my selfies, that is a grin. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's it looks like a bigger station compared to the KK Radio Network. Well, yeah, it's major market radio. I'm just starting out here like i voice track which is record ahead of time (laughs) i voice track um overnights thursday and friday because i'm on from like midnight to five woo so and then i i run the board for some remote things 
and there was I got a lot of time this weekend, so that was fun. So yeah, there's definitely a style difference from northern Minnesota to Orlando. So do you have do you have like regular Minnesota talk, and then do you have like <laughs> broadca- broadcast talk? I guess. Well, okay. So the stations up there, you hear me just go, okay. But um, the stations up there was a lot of, yeah, (laughs) news and weather. So then, you know, you talk a little slower. Plus, a lot of the stations, a lot of their listeners are older. So you had to, like, speak not not as slow as I'm speaking now. But, you know, like, with energy, but not too slow or too fast. Or else someone will call and say that you're speaking too slow. (laughs) And then the next day, someone will call and say, that news lady is speaking too fast, which actually does happen. So... Um, yeah, so you got to talk a little more like this and kind of friendly and da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. But then here, um, you do the breaks in between the songs, you know? So you got to talk much faster and you got to open with a liner and I just started talking slower. So yeah, well, let's see. Um, so up there it'd be like, so here's the news for the, well, not like that. It'd be like, I'm Aaron Cox, here's your local news, you know? But down here, it's um, Orlando's home for country hits and throwbacks. I think I'm not even being loud enough, but it's much louder. And did you know that there's a Garth Brooks concert coming up? We got your tickets. We're giving them away all week. Listen at 8, 12, and 2, you know? Yeah, yeah. Here's a song. You're listening to The Wolf. So, yeah. So, you're, yell- you're yelling into that <laughs> mic, basically. I feel like I'm yelling, yeah. <laughs> but there's also a, probably a different a cultural difference, too. I mean, like, Minnesota, you, you guys are really close. I mean... You're like American Canadians. I mean, I could yeah. kind of relate to... <laughs> yeah, that's uh, fine, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, okay. I mean, I lived in Saskatchewan, and I bet you there's probably more cultural similarity between someone from Minnesota and and Saskatchewan just because they're both... The climate's the same. I mean, there's many cultural similarities. Yeah. Whereas Orlando, you know, things are kind of louder down there, maybe. So like yeah. New York City. Like stations up there, it's totally fine to have like silence for a second. You know, <laughs> if you're switching CDs or something, <laughs> but up here, you know, I was running the board and I think I got like one second of silence and I was in between like the dude talking and I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Probably no one else noticed but me, but I was like, oh, quick, find some I was music. trying to be perfect. And it just, yeah, I know it's, I, I didn't hit start next and there was a second of silence. My bad, man. I mean, he was cool with it, but I was like, no. So, yeah, you got to keep moving. That's pretty, that that can be pretty intense. (laughs) So I was doing a little more stalking of your your Twitter feed, and I noticed that you are, you seem to be a fairly big fan of RuPaul (laughs) and the Golden Girls. Uh, Yeah, they go together really well. (laughs) Not even kidding. It's because, well, yeah, RuPaul's Drag Race is on right now. Uh, All Stars 2, you know. Exactly. <laughs> they're, speak, they're almost to the finale. Speak about culture shock. I mean, I don't know. I guess I may have, being in Montreal, I guess I might have this like strange idea about attitudes towards RuPaul, perhaps potentially in super oh. small town <laughs> Minnesota. Oh, well, yeah, I don't really, I wouldn't really talk about that much in Minnesota, <laughs> you know? <laughs> I think one time I searched for RuPaul song on a jukebox, and it didn't even come up. And that, you know, I paid for the search, and it didn't even come up. But, um, yeah, there's not a lot of people I have to talk about RuPaul, or even at work, because, I mean, I work with most, you know, a bunch of dudes. Okay, so it's, I mean, I, I'm just guessing that RuPaul doesn't really 
feature very much in even with your work because I, I don't see a country RuPaul link really. <laughs> yeah, I don't think RuPaul's ever done like a country album or a country <laughs> song or anything. They went country for like for one episode and it didn't go well because everybody just wore jeans and they were like, you can't be a drag queen and wear jeans. And then they had a whole thing about that. So anyway, um, uh, no, I guess I don't talk about RuPaul. I listen to the podcast a lot at work. So, you know, that's, that's, that's as far as it goes. So I can't wait to like hear like when you do finally get behind <laughs> the mic at a time where I can actually hear it. Cause I, I don't know. I mean, you're going to just be playing music or are you going to be, you're going to be doing DJ stuff, right? You're not going to be having yeah. like a talk show or anything like that. Yeah, no, you just get to right now. It's they just talk in between the songs. Um, I think the morning guy has like a show show and the afternoon guy has a I don't know. Um, you know, it, you just got to uh, claw your way up the ladder, I guess. There you go. So, I guess I'm not even by the ladder. That, that, I guess that's like the that's the the take home here is that through the years you've kind of like grabbed the rope and like clawed your way up the side of the cliff, I guess. Well, yeah, I mean, well, we could probably bring a lot of that back to roller derby and the navy because, you know, um I don't know. You just got to figure out what's next i guess but yeah i mean i'd say roller derby made me more determined and more like fuck i can do this whatever you know no they don't give up they stick right in there because it has its good points too something it kind of dawns on you like life itself and you don't just quit because of the danger or because the going's rough. You don't quit when you get banged around. You don't quit because you're scared or hurt. No, sir. You get up and you start going around again. So, Aaron, thanks so much for being on the show. It's really interesting to know about your life as a Navy person, roller derby person, and radio person. Well, I hope I gave you enough to work with, and thanks for having me on. Well, that's it for this episode. I really hope you enjoyed the interview with Aaron and learned a bit about roller derby and working in a real-life radio station as well. Remember, you can listen to Erin over at her podcast, FancyCast. There'll be a link in the show notes, but I'm pretty sure if you just search for FancyCast Podcast, you'll be able to find that as well using the Google. So go subscribe to her podcast right now, unless you haven't subscribed to my podcast. In that case, please subscribe to my podcast first, and then go subscribe to hers. Um, remember, you can find a handy-dandy link to subscribe to my podcast over at shareslicepodcast.com. Um, also, there's a contact form there as well in case you happen to be an interesting sort of person who'd like to be on the show or you happen to know some sort of weirdo who'd like to be on the show as well. Remember, I'm always looking for new people. You'll also find links to most of the various samples and songs and things that are used on this podcast as well, including the intro and outro themes that are done by 
Chromatics music, and uh, they've graciously provided that to us since almost the very first episode. So anyway, thanks so much for listening to this episode, and uh, I really hope uh, you'll be back again for the next one.